Welcome to the Animal Support Podcast. Swearing his allegiance to the Black Eagles, I am Ordo. And swearing his allegiance to the Golden Deer and supporting some sweet new sideburns, his card was. Build an army, trust no one, except for us. This is the Emblem Support Podcast, and I will not have those sideburns for five years, but today we will be talking about all of the news that came out of E3 about Fire Emblem Three Houses, and dear lord, there was a lot of news about it. Yeah, they definitely blew my mind with that new trailer. Apparently some of the stuff kind of already leaked, I know, and I haven't really, I haven't really been paying attention to that, so all this stuff was like brand new to me. Oh yeah, I'd heard, I'd been hearing vaguely, because I haven't been, I've been trying to avoid the spoilers, I've been hearing, oh, there's some major story, major surprises coming in three houses, but it was like, I cannot wait, I can't wait to play it, I'm not going to find out till then, and then the trailer comes out, and if you haven't turned, if you're, if you are out there adamantly avoiding all spoilers for three houses, including E3 stuff, props to you, you are insane, and I love you for it. And you probably want to turn this podcast off, honestly. Yeah, because we are going all in on Three Houses stuff. We're not doing the uh, our Emblem Sports section. We're not doing the Fire Emblem 7 Let's Play that we're doing together. We're not even doing what have we play, been playing lately. This is all Three Houses all the time. So this is your chance to tune out if you don't want to do that. Thanks for tuning in so far. Yep. Okay, um, they've had their chance. We can talk about it. Oh, man. Five-year no. time skip? Five-year time skip. Holy <laughs> crap. And they just straight up told us that within that trailer, oh my goodness, I, I am excited for this. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we learned that sometime in the game that there's going to be a five-year time skip and you know our four main characters kind of changed up a little bit. Uh, I wrote, I typed out here, you know, Edelgard has ascended to the throne and is now clad in red armor. Gives off a Wallhart vibe. Her demeanor sounds like she's being maybe manipulated to believe in the Church of Saros. Did you did you kind of get that vibe from her? I absolutely got the Wallhart vibe from her. Like I love her. I liked her old design, but I love her five year later design. I think that is outstanding, intimidating, and she looks like a leader. Uh, then we go over to I I think I may have like typed this out of order because I was just so excited. Uh, but I put. Um, Dimitri has lost, or has perhaps damaged his eye. His hair is long and shaggy, and his armor shows signs of wear. In my opinion, his voice now sounds like it's lost much of that optimism that it once had before. Now it's gravelly and full of bloodlust. Punish Dimitri. I just now need him to have a weird black-shaped horn thingy coming out of this one side of his head. My my personal guess for him is that some like sometime during this five years, like maybe him and Edelgard got into it, and, you know, because she's high-ranking, his, like, noble house probably got, like, dismantled or whatever. Yeah, something happened with the Blue Eagles that probably wasn't good, and he's probably out blaming people for it. And based on what we're going to see with Claude, it seems like he's, we're about to talk about it, he's probably in the middle of it all, somehow. Yeah, I got a, I got on here, uh, Claude now has sideburns and laments about this five-year reunion. He believes his friendship allowed them to overcome whatever obstacles that are in their path. And I believe in friendship, too. That's why we're golden deers to the end, brother. Let's do this. Yeah. But the, the, he does have some rocking sideburns. He His character model seems to have changed by far the least out of all three of the main lords. Well, he doesn't have that weird Padawan braid anymore, which I'm okay with. So uh, then the last one I say, um, 
I say. I say, I say, listen here, boy. Um, a little, fo- <laughs> little bit of foghorn leghorn there, if you're old enough to remember that. Um, I put it, I put here, uh, Byleth, Byleth, I always have trouble saying that name. Byleth's hair has now grown from a dark green to a lighter shade of green. I think a little bit like Tiki or Gnaw. And has some sort of time powers. Yes, we see from the trailer, Byleth seems to go full-on Super Saiyan with hair turning to a very light shade of green. Yeah, or maybe that's a, that's a it's it's a weird shade. I can't really quite describe it. Maybe a sea foam green. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's why I said it's kind of like tiki or gnaw because it's even lighter than um whatever the dragon girl's name is, Sothis, so so something, something like that. I, for whatever uh, reason, I forgot to like type her name out. Yeah, one thing that she does say in that the probably dragon girl says in the trailer, both sides of times are revealed to you, like. That just that makes my brain go a little wild. It makes me go a little crazy. It makes me speculate about things that probably aren't happening, but I'm still going to speculate anyway. Dang it! Like if both sides of time are revealed, not only will we have the five year time skip, will it be possible? We know we have time travel abilities in battle, but will it be possible for us to like bounce back and forth like Radiant Historia style? The way that line is worded makes me think that could be a possibility. So, like, you see, oh, no, I've seen the worst possible timeline. Now I have to jump back into the school phase of the game, and maybe I'll be able to fix a few things there. Okay, jump forward again. It's like, okay, things are slightly better, but now something else has gone wrong. Or will it be, like, you know, sort of, like, branching paths or something like that? Oh, it's going to be so good. And it's like, how much will the choice of which of the three houses you pick when you start teaching there how much is that going to matter yeah i do i do wonder if that's just you know is the choice actually going to matter is it, or is it just kind of window dressing but what but what kind of gets me though she says both sides of time so that does that mean like between the three houses that like like maybe edelgard always becomes emperor and maybe something bad always happens to dimitri or, may, or something maybe always happens bad to claude or something like that like there's maybe like for one of the three houses, there's something that will always happen no matter what, quote, side of time uh, you choose. Uh, we I, we could speculate about this forever. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to see what the heck that line means or if it just means nothing. And I'm making a big deal out of nothing. But uh, another thing from that trailer that made me a little bit sad. Five years later, I don't see the father. What, what could have happened to him? What could have happened to our father figure? <laughs> you know, I absolutely forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely forgot about him. Yeah, he, he he's dying before we get to the school phase. It, it would not surprise me. He, prob- he probably tripped or something. Yeah, he, he, he's probably just, just outside the frame of the camera. We, we probably just missed him. Hey, it's me. It's me, Geralt. Me, your father. Uh, parental figures are important in the Fire Emblem games. Uh, to get more on parental figures, see the previous chapter. Dun dun dun. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty much all that I got. That's all. That's all I typed out from that trailer. It's a. It's a pretty good trailer, and I was definitely just like, like I said, it blew my mind when I when I saw it during E three. Uh, you and I were actually going to record this episode on Tuesday, but I was just like, well, we should probably wait till the Three Houses um, gameplay stuff shows up, and then it didn't show up until the day, that next day, and then I was just like, well, 
I was like, well, let's, let's we'll get it, we'll get all of our stuff, and then we'll record Thursday. And then you were busy uh, with some stuff, and then they started cutting trees down on my side, on on my end. I was just like, so I guess we'll just record today. Yeah, and not on top on top of that, we got new gameplay footage on top of that, thanks to uh, Gamespot of all people, and they actually provided a pretty good twelve minute gameplay video, which revealed even more than the treehouse did. Yeah, I mean. We'll we'll go into that. I mean, we'll go into that. I didn't actually watch it. I told you about it, and then I forgot to. I think I fell asleep or something of the sort. So you you have the notes on that. Yes, but dear lord, the treehouse that was it was thirty minutes of just gameplay, and it was pretty amazing, and just made me even more hype for this game. There was um, I mean these these are just notes that I've taken based on what I saw. Um, there's like super detailed post over on Serenus Forest. Uh, I think it's, I think it, I don't have the name in front of me. I think it was written up by Vincent ASM. It's like a two part analysis. And then there's a, another analysis that, that he did on the, um, the GameSpot stuff. Or I, I, I assume it's a, he, yes. they, uh, let, but let's, let's go over our observations. What we saw from the treehouse footage, uh, when we opened up, we opened up sort of the footage in the monastery and the school section of the game, and I was I was so happy to see uh, there was a mini map in the top right corner, and on that mini map seemed to be about a like fifty exclamation points or fit like fifty points of interest. And as someone who enjoys open world games and likes to explore and find every single explanation point, every single quest, every single little thing I could possibly find. I was just incredibly happy because that just means just even in walking around the the school, there are going to be so many things to talk about, so many characters to explore, so many side activities. And as we saw later on, just so many ways to bond with students and even the teachers. Oh, what, what did you – that was just the first screen of the game, and I was already so hyped. Yeah, I mean, my eyes were darting everywhere. Especially, you mentioned the mini map, and I think I actually, um, I may, I don't have, I don't have it right in front of me, but I think I may have typed that a little bit later. Like the ability to fast travel is there too, because the Garrick, uh, is is it Garrick or Gareth Monastery? It starts with a G. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't, I, I didn't even write down the name of the monastery. <laughs> I was just like the place, the school. It's, it's the school. <laughs> Yeah, but it's 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 something monastery. My apologies. Uh, I was so excited when I was typing this down that I know I definitely let some small things slip through the cracks. But yeah, you can um, you can you can actually fast travel on the mini map, and you can actually see like what characters are in what places. So like, if you wanted to talk to Petra, you can be like, okay, where's Petra at? If she's available, and then you can go like you know talk to her or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Is we seem to actually start out in our room, and in in our room was green haired, probably dragon girl, and like even the presenters were like, um, ignore this because it looked like she might not have supposed to show that, but eh, she it was probably okay to see. But yeah. we have a drag we have a dragon girl in our room. Well, the hints at from maybe like the previous trailers is that like maybe only like Byleth has the ability to see her. Yeah, I I had assumed that was like beforehand I had assumed that we only see her and we like sort of get transported to her realm or her place or something like that but I was like oh no she's just hanging out with us in our room alright 
let's you're going to be with us pretty much along for every step of the way i that makes me think yeah uh well when we when we're running around in the monastery we have a uh yeah we have action points meaning that we can only do so many tasks through a calendar day but like if we i mean as we like upgrade our professor points or professor level we can actually get the ability to do more and more actions as time goes on i i had already been getting a trails of cold steel persona vibe from the school stuff the what little school stuff they'd shown beforehand but this is full on that and honestly i could not be more happy this is what i wanted from this if they if they were going to go crazy and be like okay we're not just doing battles anymore we're trying we're going to build a fire emblem world with a fire emblem place you can walk around and interact with everyone this is the the approach i wanted i wanted a persona or trails approach to it and that's what they did there's a little bit of uh, Valkyria Chronicles mixed in there too, with you being like in a place where you can train. Sadly, I've not played that game, but I, that that's one of those. Oh, well, one day I'll get to that, but like ten years later, I haven't done yet. Well, from the Nintendo Switch, you can get the remaster and four. Fantastic! Tell me more. Actually, you don't need to tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I got here um, after the minimap section. I put we can get random notes from our students seeking advice via a counselor NPC. Answering satisfactory gives us support points, and support points builds towards support conversations. So support conversations come back. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that that works is like that advice box you were talking about. We can actually see the silhouette of the person asking it. Uh, that I. At first I thought, oh, that seems a little lame. That probably gives away the answer easily, but I guess we've still got to answer the question. So we've still got to know who it is based, not only know who it is based on silhouette, but know that person's personality to answer the question correctly. So it that still could be interesting. It could be a fun way to let us get to know the characters more. Yeah, that was the example that the presenter, I believe her name was Audrey, uh, the blonde. It was either her or the, the redheaded woman beside her that was talking. One of them was playing and one of them was talking. They sound a little similar to me. Yeah. Um, but- Again, I cannot emphasize enough. This is one of the best live demos I've ever seen for any game. Like the presenters were so good on this. Yeah, they were they were very they were very supportive and stuff, and they seemed like they were really enjoying it, enjoying it. So you know, shout outs to them. Shout out to the the treehouse on this one. Uh, uh, one thing that happened a little bit prior towards the advice box was uh, the character went to the dining area to have a special event. But it's just like it seems like oh, it's normal to be able to. Uh, sit down with your students to bond with them more but apparently there are special days with special meals where you can also bond with the teachers so that bonding with teachers might not be an everyday occurrence but something that can happen if i understood what they were implying correctly but uh i want this game (laughs) yeah um i kind of want to add to that like i know this is in a note uh in one of my notes a little bit later on but um, because of the calendar system, like there's even like holidays and birthdays too. So for birthdays, you can actually give your students presents. So uh, I forget to, I forget the character that they gave uh, flowers to, but they were like, oh yeah, they're really pleased with their gift, and I think you got support points for that. Yeah. And then there was a uh, a holiday, something like um, let me scroll down here, Holy Kingdom of Fargus Founding Day. Hooray! Special food. We still don't know what that does though, because they because yeah. they they didn't they didn't show what like the special holiday did they're like yeah we just don't have time for that right now 
they're like, no, we want to do battles. And I'm like, no, I want to see special days. I want to go to holiday events. Let me go, let me go to the potluck or whatever's happening. But Oh, well, we'll do that later. But we, with the bonding with teachers things, that I just, I just thought of something like, we know with the five-year time skip, we're probably going to be fighting with like three different armies, obviously. But now it makes me wonder, how are the teachers going to play into that? Will the teachers be split up? Will we have to recruit the teachers during the school life period to our side? It's just like, ah, so many questions. Well, we do know from like one of the very first trailers, um, what is the the woman in the green dress? Um, is her name Marianne? I don't uh, know anyone's names yet. I, I'm, I'm I have sorry. To, I have to woefully I'm sorry to everyone out there. I know no one's names yet except like the three main lords. And Dorothea, because she has a cool hat. Oh, Dorothea. Oh, we'll get to Dorothea later because I'm happy about some news with that. Yeah, so I think it, I think it's Marianne. I, like I said, I was just so excited when I was typing up the notes. I forgot the I forgot to write all the names of the characters down. But yeah, but like we actually saw her in the very first Three Houses trailer, actually d- shooting a fire spell at either us or like an enemy. I can't. It's been so long since that first trailer came out that I can't remember. Yeah. Uh... I'm going back to my notes, and the next thing in my notes was something I was very happy to hear about. It was something I knew was probably going to happen, or or was I, I was afraid it was going to happen. We it seems we will be able to pursue romances with the students, but they seem to imply it would not be able to happen until after the five year time skip. But uh, which I'm just saying, thank goodness it's going to be like sixty percent less creepy than it would have been. Listen, I know who you chose in Persona, Persona 5, okay? Darn right I did, and she should have been arrested at the end of that play. Right? The end of Persona 5 should have ended with Kawakami <laughs> being taken away to jail. But this actually also like adds to something else, in that this game, much like Echoes, is uh, fully voiced. And so that's um, that's pretty nice. Well, they say that it's fully voiced, but I'm guessing there's probably like some small NPC dialogue that isn't like actually voiced. Again, yes, like but Echoes. We... We did see some small dialogue that was voiced, which I would have just assumed would be skipped. But like, even like occasional just random lines of dialogue at the school seem to be fully voiced. That's actually, I mean, that's actually, I mean, that's pretty cool. I, I really hope it's all of its voice because it was a major, major like change to Echoes and really gave that world and those characters a lot of personality. It did. It, it really helped out that game. And speaking of like audio, you can uh, dual audio is now confirmed. So, if you want to go Japanese, um, you can go Japanese. You want to go English, you can go English. Hmm. Oh. And moving on from that point, my next note involves uh, leveling. When you're teaching people, you seem to be able to focus on individual students and individually level up their skills, whatever skills you want to level them up in. But each student seems to have, I think they called them motivation points. And what it seemed was like they could have up to four. And you get. we saw that uh, they gained a motivation point. I think it was Petra when we ate with her. She got a motivation point from that. So we seem to be able to get motivation point from that. I assume that we have a default number at the start of the day. Uh, I just want to know how we get those motivation points, how often they regenerate, and now so many questions. And some some students actually had like little smiley faces beside them. So Petra, for example, was like super excited, and then I think some of the other characters kind of had like a like a neutral face, and then I didn't see anybody with like an unhappy face. So 
Yes, I, th I think that, that smiley face bar, that was the motivation point ones, because as they were teaching the mage kid how to ride a horse Linhart. and use a lance, yes, Linhart, how to use a lance, that uh, bar was going down, and that was the same bar that Petra went up went up with it at the lunch so i think that's the motivation points get uh motivation point number yeah what's, what's actually interesting about that though is that they were mentioning that you know they were trying to turn him into a cavalier and like what i noticed is that it seems like the horse riding the horse was like its own weapon stat or did you catch that i saw that it just make it makes me wonder like how, well we we did see a glimpse of how many different classes there are but is there a mage horse class later on? Is it do will we get the uh, troubadour uh, class from like the Game Boy Advance games? I don't think I saw that because I, I didn't think to look for it until just now. Yeah, well, when they well when they wanted to do his class change, they mentioned something like because uh, I guess it's like a it's a certification exam and uh, it's, certifi it's certification exams that what changes the classes. Uh, but it says, but I wrote down, uh, it's wise to raise characters with skills in those classes beforehand, i.e. making sure a character is riding horses before changing it to a cavalier. And then that, that's pretty much what we saw with Linhart, because they mentioned something along the lines of, like, because he had those skills that we already taught him, moving to a cavalier was very easy for him. Mm-hmm. It's, and we seem to, the our professor, Bylas, seems to be able to teach specific things possibly really well if we level up the professor in certain ways that's what they seem to imply because later on i'm skipping past a few of my notes since this seems relevant if our professor is really seems to be prolific in certain things in very specific skills the students from the other houses who want to be taught in those skills might jump to your house in the video, they showed uh, two characters joining the uh, Red Eagles who were Golden Deer, or Black Eagles who were Golden Deer, because they had. The, she said she, her professor had the skills that they wanted to be taught. So this just makes me happy because that means Dorothea can be a Golden Deer. The well, best note from this entire game. I like. I'm trios. hoping that. Well, what I'm hoping is that that you can't recruit everyone because then it kind of yes. makes because then it kind of makes like choosing you know a specific house kind of like not good or kind yes. of kind of meaningless it, it's it just seems like our professor will only be able to possibly be super prolific in teaching a few different things so i, I don't know how it's going to work out but i i'm going to cheat a little bit and look up what dorothea needs to be taught because i need her on the golden deer because she's the only reason i want to be a black eagle I mean, she's just... an opera singer with a cool hat. What else do you need? Well, well, I need, I need, um, I need Mercedes to join the Black Deer, Black Eagles. <laughs> now you, now see, now you've got me doing it. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, I, I keep wanting to call them the Red Eagles. Everything they wear is red. Uh, did you, did, did you see the save icon that they pulled up? Um. Uh... I don't believe... So. I, I'm pretty sure I did, but I didn't take a note on it. It was red with a gold eagle inside of it, similar to Captain Falcon's helmet. <laughs> uh, F-Zero in the Fire Emblem universe confirmed. Well, I mean, he did knock out Krom. 
Yeah, that's why I was. But that's why I was just like, wait, aren't they the black eagles, not the golden red eagles? <sighs> not the falcons. It's so weird. Like in Harry Potter, how Ravenclaws that house's symbol is an eagle instead of a raven. It's like, why would you do that? Why, why, why just be confusing? Why make everything red if they're going to be the black eagles? Eh. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's something I'll be able to fix in New Game Plus. Please let there be a New Game Plus. Actually, there doesn't need to be a New Game Plus. I can just play the same game over and over again, as I have evidence with Fire Emblem 7. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I kind of skipped one note. After the horse, after the horse, um, after the horse thing, I put uh, combat arts from Echo's Return, too. And we saw students learning just a ton of things as she was kind of skipping through the menus. Mm-hmm. And it's, but instead of like taking like HP to activate, they affect your weapon durability instead, which also means that weapon durability comes back, which I'm, I'm actually happy for. I'm happy about that. I I am personally someone who really likes weapon durability. It, I, it was one of my least favorite parts of some of the Game Boy Advance of of some of Echoes. I did not like that weapon durability stop being a thing. That's was my biggest complaint about that one. Uh, well, it's not just that weapon durability, like stop being a thing like in echoes you can only have like one weapon so this character can only use this weapon and i know there may be like skills and stuff attached to it but it's just like what about if i wanted to use this weapon and this weapon doesn't have the skills attached to it you know what i mean i know but it it just makes three houses seem to be taking we're taking the best of all the worlds and putting them into this that's what that game feels like it feels like all of my hopes and dreams put together in one game Please don't be crushed. Yeah, so it looks like we can also do like random skirmishes, uh, fight rare monsters, or even fish. <laughs> oh, or we, or we can go to a garden where there might there might be something special in that garden, a special gazebo of some sort. Yes, um, I don't have this down in my notes, but I kind of skimmed through because I was trying to figure out what the amiibo support uh, for this game was, since they haven't really said anything and they haven't actually announced any three houses. Uh, amiibo, but there is an amiibo gazebo. They didn't show what it does, show what it did, but um, I, I don't know what it does, but it's there. So if you got your Fire Emblem amiibo, it'll be compatible with it. I'm going to put Chrom on there, and he's going to give me an iron sword, and I'm going to be happy about it. I'm going to put Marth on there, and he's going to give me a sweet tiara. Yeah. Uh, one thing while uh, Linhart was going through his transition into being a cavalier, she was pointing out that she, encouraging people to experiment with trying to push people to different classes, even though they might, you might not think they would work. And she was implying that we might be rewarded for that sort of thing. I don't know if there, it's just sort of, sort of a vague idea of just like to try to get people to try different things, or maybe like characters have like a hidden secret, class that they're really good at that you wouldn't think they're good at but you don't know until you try it but I don't know just a random thought well, I, said, I, well it said something along the lines of like any character can be in any class as long as you like teach them but obviously you know certain people have certain proficiencies yes I, and I think I I remember reading a while back I think there are still some gender exclusive classes like yeah. I, the, yeah well the Pegasus Knights are now female only again and I think one of the mage classes is male only I think it's the the dark mage yeah. Oh well. No, all night, all men Pegasus squad coming, but maybe next time. 
Yeah. I did actually know something at Byleth. It looks like he's mostly silent. Um, the only time I actually saw him speak, I don't, I don't know if I saw him speak during a critical hit, but I do know that like he was pretty much silent, only maybe doing like some hand gestures or something like when we saw the two characters talking about that skirmish they wanted to go on. Um, Byleth was basically just kind of motioning like, yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, but when he did it, when he leveled up though, like he had a full, like little quote that he said. And then continue on, continue, continuing on with the certification talk. When Linhart, I noted when he became a cavalier, he got a plus two strength bonus. But then they also had uh, the character Ferdinand, I think his name was, or Ferd. I, I shortened his name to Ferd, so I don't know what his name is. When Ferd became a brigand, none of his stats went up. So I'm kind of wondering how that went, how those stats work. Well, I wonder if, like, like say the certification exam, like, maybe he didn't have 100% on his exam. Like, maybe he got, like, a 70 or something. That's why. Maybe that kind of, like, determined some stats, too. Uh, that's something we'll figure out when we actually get our hands on the game. Hmm. Uh, actually, but, uh, besides certifications, we have something called seminars where we can get things like weapon prowess and some skills. I think you were talking about that a little bit earlier. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about that with the combat arts. Um, I, well, you kind of touched on it, too, where, like, you know, certain characters will attend certain seminars based on, you know, who's teaching. So, like, if this guy, like, he's really good with axes or whatever, like, you know, we saw... Um, actually, I don't know, I can't remember what is what they said that that guy was good in. I think they were going too fast with the menus for me to, like, keep up with it. But basically, he was teaching a seminar, and you saw, like, Edelgard and Linhart and a couple of other characters. So you didn't see, like, the full, like, class of, like, characters that you probably would normally see. And I think Byleth was in there, like, studying on stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Byleth uh, learned uh, some sort of lance proficiency in the Treehouse video. Despite despite that, like, he, we've only seen him wielding the sword. Mm-hmm. So if we we can turn Byleth into the true green-haired protagonist, we can turn him into Ephraim and or Erica. I actually put actually put a little funny note here. I put battle animations get skipped due to time in this demo. Sad face. Yeah, they skipped a lot of stuff that I would have liked them to go over, but it couldn't be a two-hour demo. Sadly, there were a couple of random screens that just popped up out of nowhere there's like i want answers to that like apparently horse units can dismount what oh they're bringing that back yeah just when they showed linhart with his new horse just walking up on the menu options that you can only see it for a second but there's a dismount option oh that was the um i think fire emblem I think I think the third Fire Emblem game first actually had the dismount feature, but it like reduced your stats. So like, if a character like Minerva, who's normally a a wyvern rider, uh, if she fought indoors, she would have to dismount, and she ends up having like penalties put on her. There was, uh, to my knowledge, there was almost like no advantages to dismounting. I, I was just trying to rack my brain of like, why the heck would you dismount? Was the only things I could think of was like. Maybe moving through a sand level and the horses can't move in that. Maybe you can only capture stuff or visit villages not on a horse. I, I have no idea. Just well, well, actually, kind of kind of back up. Let's say let's say we're that troubadour class, and we have to go through sand. Obviously, the troubadour is on a horse, so 
And we know that like mages can move through the sand with no penalty whatsoever. So you may want to dismount for that. And as a just like a regular healer or a regular mage, you can actually get through the sand a lot faster than you could if you had your horse. So that could be one thing. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to find some way to min-max dismounts as we move along. Yeah. Well, one thing I actually noticed is that when uh, Bernadette triggered a uh, critical hit, it said it was a gambit because she had a battalion assigned to her. And then Byleth did the same thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, another gambit. So I wasn't really sure about like how that worked. Yes, I wasn't going to go further into that because I don't quite understand those mechanics and I can't even begin to guess without potentially just being completely wrong. So I'm not even going to touch on the gambit system. Because yeah, I don't well, remember how that works in other games. Well, our, well, I remember like they did mention like you could assign battalions, and then battalions could like level up on their own, which I think we did see. But I don't know like what the full thing for that is. Yes, I remember reading somewhere early on that there was speculation that like they would act as a shield, but I think we saw in the video that it wasn't like that. Your character still took the damage, but I think. I think the battalion also took the damage. I need to rewatch the videos again, which I'm probably going to do anyway, and try to take notes on that. And then but I, I think we, they would. I think I would assume they just help or and add some basic stat bonuses, and maybe they can do some sort of special thing on their own. But well, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, I mean, like like everything else, we'll figure it out later. Um, another thing I have on here is hero relics can only be used by certain characters if they have this corresponding crests. Yes. One thing that the Treehouse Direct seemed to imply is that those crests are incredibly important, incredibly important to bloodlines and such. Uh, I don't know if how many, much story implications that'll have, how many potential five years from now that could imply, but they seem to be putting a pretty decent emphasis on the importance of those crests. Yeah, so it sounds like the crests are going to be tied to holy blood, which is that's that's a, uh, a genealogy thing. Mm-hmm. And we have a Mila's uh, terminal else? system uh, that makes a return, but it's known as the uh, it's known as the divine pulse, and it looks like as if it might be more limited, but it was hard to tell here. Yes, I'm I'm probably going to be calling it Mila's Turnwheel, so please, listeners, forgive me for that. Because just I'm so used to that one, and I'm going to be thick-headed with learning the new new terminologies. But with the this pulse thing, it seemed that we can go all the way back to the beginning of the battle, even. Possibly. But we it seemed to only have, like, two or three uses at the time. I don't know how we'll be... If we'll be able to get the Mila's Turnwheel up to, like, ten, or however many we were able to get it up to in Echoes, but... I, I kind of hope it doesn't get that crazy. I I really hope they only limit it to like two or three times, because otherwise it's a little kind of a broken system a little bit. But uh, we'll see how that goes down. Yeah, I mean that that's that's where my my notes actually end right here. Yeah, I have a few more notes based on what I saw from the uh, Gamespot video. It's twelve minutes long of battle. It's uh, all silent, so you have to just observe what's going on. But a few things I noticed that I didn't notice beforehand. Uh, the the level cap does not seem to be 20. It showed in the GameStop video of Dimitri going up to level, being a level 25 Cavalier, I think it was. So Well, I, well, I remember in Fire Emblem Fates, 
like a character like Jacob and Felicia had what was called eternal seals that were built into their characters and they could level up to I believe 40 mm. we'll see how that works out I think, uh. Azura, I think Azura could also level up to 40 and uh, Gunter if somehow you did it could level up to 30 <laughs> uh, I will have the most powerful archer in the world if you, if you, by the way, if you leveled up Gunter to thirty, drop <laughs> drop me a line and tell me how you did it. Uh, another little thing I noticed from the GameStop game spot. I'm going to do that this entire time. I am sorry for that. I noticed like when you're moving a unit on a map, and normally, of course, it's it's a grid based game where you you move up and you move to the left and you make a little L shape when you move the unit. Like all the games have done that in the past i believe but in this game it seems that it, the character when they actually move they don't do the chess move of just like moving in an l shape they just move in a direct line straight to the place you want it on the map just a minor visual change but hey it's a welcome change that i'd never really expected but i'll take it yeah i actually thought that i actually what i thought was actually kind of cool is the maps seem to have like a uh, path of radiance or radiant dawn like look to them Obviously, they obviously look much better, but... Yes, it doesn't look like a Nintendo 64 map with yeah. characters on it. I'm very happy about that. I, I, I still love the art style of this game. I love it so much. Uh, what else do they have? Oh, yes, on the map that they showed in the game spot 12-minute playthrough, it was a map where you had to route the enemy, but there was also a yellow unit on the field that yellow unit was a monster a monster who took up four spaces on the map four spaces on the map and spit poison out in an area of effect so that is a nasty guy but he was holding a cracked crest stone and if crest stones are as important as we've been led to believe you might really want to take that thing down and sit the the maps had a route function to it, so it might have just had to route all the red units, and maybe you could possibly leave the yellow units to be, but you can try to take it out and possibly get a really good reward for it. If that's the system, I'm pretty happy with that. But another thing to note about that, the yellow units, instead of just being like I've seen in the past maps, where yellow units just doing its own thing, and the red units letting it do its own thing, the red units were actively going after the yellow unit even prioritizing it over your units. So don't know if the red units will be able to beat it and take the crest preventing you from getting it or if you could strategically try to whittle down the enemy with the red units so you can land the finishing blow but that just adds a new level of strategy to it new level of possible urgency depending on the yellow units place on the map on top of that, this yellow unit had a lot of notes that I had to take on it. It started out with uh, 50 or 60 health points. They brought it down to zero, and a whole new health bar filled up. Some of these boss or monster units in this game looks like it's going to have multiple health bars. Bosses or monster unit and or monster units are going to feel like a, a task to take down. And I'm really happy about that because just I've so many we playing Fire Emblem Seven right now. There are the best bosses in that game are the bosses 
that it feels like you have to take your entire army and it takes all of them combined powers to take this guy down instead of like one or two units with, oh, I have a uh, killing edge, you're dead. The, this feels like boss fights. There are going to be epic encounters in three houses, and I'm happy about that. Uh, and fire, th- I think that's all the notes I have. I've taken down for the treehouse and for the game's bot notes. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously been more info that's been coming out. I mean, Famitsu has been, Famitsu's been, you know, posting a bunch of stuff, and then the official Fire Emblem Twitter account's been like updating, like constantly since like last month. Um, there are some, there are definitely several like character write-ups and videos out there from various like Fire Emblem YouTubers that are so much more detailed than us. But I mean, if we tried to cover it like in this convers in this like podcast, we would be here for a while. Uh, the biggest takeaway from all of this is that I I was already excited for Three Houses because it's a new Fire Emblem game. But honestly, I am. This is the most excited I think I've ever been for a game since Persona Five. That was the last time I think I was this excited for a game, and I. I am literally just pretty much counting down the days, just looking at the calendar, just like, why isn't July 26th here yet? I, I need to play this game now. No, no, no. We have to suffer through the month of June. <laughs> uh, at least I have Game Pass on Xbox right now. Maybe one of those hundred or so games can distract me. Have you heard about Wargroove? I, do, I have heard about Wargroove. I have it downloaded. I've only done, like, the first chapter of that game but i'm i like it so far i need to get back to it it's a good game <laughs> uh is that all we got for today Carbos? that's all we have for now but we will be back sooner rather than later where we're going to talk about what games we've been playing what else we liked at e3 because strangely enough apparently other games besides three houses was that was at e3 who knew and we'll talk about a support conversation and we will continue our fire Emblem seven let's play where we're all playing along with each other. If this is your first episode, you've got enough time to catch up. We are just starting uh, chapter 26 of Ellie Normal Mode, I believe it is, on our playthrough. You can catch up to us and join us as we finish up that game because that's one of my all-time favorite games. I'm loving playing through it again. I love talking about it in details with you guys. Carlos, I don't know if there's a tagline for Three Houses, so I guess... Together we ride!